Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and this is a high energy show. This season, season three, we're talking all things team, collaboration, and how to take aligned action after the stillness work. Tune in for passionate conversations from trailblazers and innovators, my own personal coaching insights, and honestly, who knows? Because this show is where anything goes. It's unscripted and all for you. I am interrupting this episode to give you the lowdown on a couple things going on in my world outside of podcasting. So as you know, the Dare to Eat 2.0 Life Coaching for Food program is live. You can access this program in the link in the show notes or on my website if you go to Mindset Coaching and click on Programs. Now, you can do this course on your own over an eight-week period, or to be honest, take as long as you need. If you're looking for a group guided version, so you have a group of motivated, amazing people to come together and share in the journey with, that group has been pushed back to February 1st. Why? Because December was crazy. Closing out a year in a global pandemic, and I got a lot of feedback from you guys that it would be awesome if it could be pushed back to February 1st. So right now, you can access the program online to do on your own, or you can let me know if you'd like to join the group. Finally, I have three spots left in my executive coaching roster until I give birth to this baby. And I am going to most likely be filling those spots up quickly. So let me know if you are interested in booking a free clarity session with me in order to experience what coaching is like before you make a decision. Again, I am offering three spots that may be filled by the time you hear this, but if not, please do check out with me to see if executive coaching or mindset coaching is the best way for you to fulfill on all of your 2021 visions. All right, back to the show. Welcome back. Today we have Brandy Vale on the show as our guest, our educator, She's such a wise woman. She's so just incredibly interesting and also so grounded in her beliefs, her knowings, and her mission. And um, if you guys remember Kat Dunn on this podcast um, in November, she spoke about the unification of humanity. She leads global markets for another company. And if you enjoyed that episode, you will absolutely love this episode with Brandy Vale because it all, it's similar to Cat, but it has a very deeply spiritual, I don't want to say twist, but essence to it. Um, if you love Joe Dispenza's work, if you are attuned to the idea of frequency and feeling different energies, understanding your own home frequency or your own energy and have any interest in understanding I don't want to say the laws of manifestation, but that's probably the easiest way. (laughs) Um, But really how getting in alignment with our self and who we really are can allow us to live a life that is purposeful and that is 
um, flowy and that allows us to serve um, a higher purpose. So I'm going to read to you guys the longer version of Brandy's biography because understanding what she's accomplished on paper sort of ahead of time uh, from listening to who she is being is really neat. And I think for any of you struggling with career, with your trajectory, potentially feeling like you need some perfect strategy, I think what she unveils in this episode is how becoming who you really are and getting into alignment with yourself and doing your stillness practice, which if you're an OG listener, you know all about stillness from season two, then you can accomplish whatever is in your highest good and for the highest good of humanity. So here is Brandy's longer bio. Founder and CEO of Being Investments, Impact Advisor, Intuitive Mentor, and TEDx UN International Speaker, who supports leadership with mindful practice for spiritual advancement and project development. Brandy is a seasoned entrepreneur using (laughs) multiple unique methods to bridge the gap of conscious business and impact investing, starting with mindful leadership. She is an advisor to Fortune 500 companies, FinTech, NGO, United Nations Sustainability Groups, including youth and women's programs reaching over 90 million impressions and 1,600 youth delegates. Brandy uses her techniques in private sessions to support clients, projects, and enhance their overall well-being. Her studies of Eastern and Western philosophy with multiple certifications in NLP, various yoga teachings, and meditation have changed the way she views impact business and its purpose. She is an intuitive guide of leaders to develop projects aligned with nature, human advancement, and values-based priorities. Her multifaceted background in celebrity endorsements and cause marketing began in 1998 with Reef Brazil, Hawaiian Traffic, and Surf Communities and launched an event locations agency in 2007, the Events Division. Her clients included Red Bull North America, arts and entertainment marketing, curating street artists, including Shepard Ferry. With over a decade in Hollywood nightlife managing venues and their event division, she acted as a liaison in the film industry for Paramount Sony, New Line Cinema Projects, for Golden Globes, Oscars, and numerous gifting suites managing prestigious events with internationally renowned stars, including Jay-Z, Pink, Steve Aoki, LeBron James, Jackie Chan, Michael Beckwith, and many more. Her work with luminaries became a lifestyle and a platform for change. There's a difference in Brandy's way of business. She's a visionary and a social architect, a true believer in innovation. In 2010, Brandy began producing conscious programming in Hollywood nightlife, launching with Jason Mraz and Gratitude Cafe in Los Angeles, a project for artisans, healers, and electronic dance music. She saw a new economy emerging, including low-hass lifestyles of health and sustainability, She coined consciousness in Hollywood nightlife and for eight years went on to contribute to transformational communities, Burning Man, EDC, and hosting safe zones for partiers, Elevate Films, Conscious Content, and raised awareness of spiritual tribes coming together on and off grid culture to eventually become a voice in the sharing economy where she was invited to speak at the United Nations World Information Transfer Conference on community currency and the emerging market for change. She's a veteran of innovative thinking for social change and social capital, having been an early developer or adopter of TimeBakes USA, a digital currency and reward system to promote the resource-based economy. Brandy is a visionary, a big thinker. She believes everything is energy, which can be applied through technology for social change. 
Her philosophy is starting with one you can change many, impact a nation, and even the world. She's in Los Angeles with alliance partners in UAE, Dubai, India, Bangladesh, Canada, and the U.S. Her clients include YoungAForum.com, Seed Us Society, StarSeedAcademy.com, FY Life, Blockchain Beach, The Global Hackathon, Dubai Blockchain Center, Hyperchain, This Is Wellhouse, Rich Recovery Brain Supplement, My Effect, and Level Corporation. So as you guys can see, wow, what a life, what a journey. And (laughs) she's, like I said, so grounded in everything that she's doing because it's really coming from within and, and who she's being and what she's attuning to. And what I love today is, yeah, I could have talked to her about Jason Mraz or what it was like to create conscious events um, surrounding Burning Man or Jay-Z, all of the things that you just heard about. However, we talk about how you, the listener, can, I don't want to say take off or blast off on this journey, but those words just came to me, um, with really getting clear through your stillness practice, through your chakra alignment and through time with yourself going within to better identify and understand how you are meant to impact the world versus looking at the external and reacting from there. So thank you so much to Brandyville for coming on the Dare to Move podcast. As I always share, how did I meet Brandy? How were we connected, etc.? It was just this crazy, beautiful, meant-to-happen connection through Rich, who you guys heard from, as he was our first male identifying guest in 2021. Rich said, hey, I loved the interview with you. I love what we co-created. I think it would be interesting for you to meet one of my dear friends, Brandy. So here we are. So thank you to Rich Downing for connecting us. I'll link Rich's episode in the show notes so you can find him and and or his episode. Uh, And to find Brandy, you can find all of her links in the show notes. She's actually going to be speaking at an event in two days for millionaire women. It's actually pretty cool. The goal of the event is to help 1,000 women become millionaires. And you can find all of the info for that event if you'd like to attend in the show notes. And again, as well as all of Brandy's contact information, I hope you guys love this episode as much as I enjoyed and love spending time with Brandy and learning from her. And if some of this stuff seems like, whoa, this is a lot, or this is confusing, or this is hard, that's okay. We have a lot of, call it scaffolding, uh, to support this episode back in 2020. So if you skipped some of the solo casts, you may be inspired to go back and check out some of those. Um, If you follow Brandy on Instagram, she has a lot of free content that is super helpful. Um, I mentioned her Monday mantra videos she posts and how much I love those on Instagram. So you can check out those resources as well. She also created Millionaire Brain Yoga, and there is a link to that in the show notes. She has uh, so much to offer, and um, I am so grateful to have captured just a, a, a small part of that and, and her unique goodness in this episode today. So thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And without further ado, I introduce to you Brandy Vale. Brandy, welcome to the show. 
Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so lucky that Rich connected us um, because we're going to have a really full conversation today. So to kick it off, I'm going to read a quote that you shared with me. The quote is, starting with one, you can change many, impact a nation, and even the world. And I would love for you to share with the listeners what that quote means to you and why you chose it for today. Oh, I love it. And, and I'm really solid in that statement because I believe we are the change. We are the creators. We are the impact, the environment from our family. From the first breath that we notice in our morning when we rise, we are it. Everything else is an illusion. So I believe if we start with one, and that can mean as a parent or as an executive, that when we get it right and we're coming from love and we're coming from the place of owning that truth, that we can change whatever needs to be changed. Beautiful. And to kind of ask you an expansive question on that, when did you start to feel grounded in that? Hmm. Well, I, I'm a personal development coach and also professional development um, advisor doing intuitive counseling. When I realized that every time I would do career development, it would always go down to a root cause. And that root cause would be systematic abandonment, timeline therapy, some kind of root when we were in the womb <laughs> and why we do what we do as executives or you know as business developers or, or parents whatever we do it's a ripple effect in time it, fa fascinating um fun pun i put these earrings on i don't know if you can see this yeah which is oh the spiral yes beautiful and I, my intuition was with this call is to go back to the concentric circles of the ripple effect of what we do in this world. Everything stems from the core of that. So, mm. and their jewelry. So that's fun. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I learned about the symbolism of the spiral or like the seashell about a year and a half ago. And I was driving and I noticed that these um, tiny little spiraled shells on a necklace have been hanging on my rear view mirror in every car I've ever driven. And they came from an ex-boyfriend and I always kept them, but mm. not because of him, but I just like, I needed them in my, in my personal space. And it hit me like the, what, wow, what meaning. And um, so I, I just love you bringing that up. It's really powerful. And I'm excited to see kind of um, from your perspective today, how you help people understand that and go through that journey based on where they find themselves in space and time. But before we do, uh, who are you? How do you define yourself? And how do you feel you are, um, yeah, in this in this world and finding yourself in space and time? Hmm. So there's many of me's. And I believe that we are all multidimensional beings. And we're having this thing called life experience. And in that, we get to put this framework on. So I've put the Brandy Vale, transformational coach, mindset coach, CEO, executive into action. But at the core of all of that is what I know and what I truly desire to see is love. And that love piece lives in all of us, which is what I refer to as the resonance that is how we're all connected. And 
when I, <laughs> so my son, he's six years old, he says, mom, why do you always say thanks, love? Why do you always say thanks, love? And I looked at him and I said, son, because it's a reminder. It's a reminder that we get to be love. And so my nickname or a lot of my marketing tool says, be love. And, you know, some people challenged me on it because of being a professional. But the absolute truth is when I woke up, which means that I became self-aware and I looked around and I went, the whole world is different today. Mm. <laughs> wow. Am I brandy or am I be love? And I heard be love. And that was my internal guidance showing me another path. Mm, I'm really excited to talk about not only what it means to you to know, like capital K know, um, but to also trust enough in that knowing to then take action and guide others, um, which is going to be really invigorating. Um, and it's funny you mention this idea of love in, call it an executive space or a corporate space, because one of the things I was shocked to find um, in 2020, I was reading, um, I believe, The Art of Power. And it was all about love and, and your heart space in the env work environment. So I'm excited to dive into that more today. Sure. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about the difference between church and state as, we, as I was getting prepared for this call. And because of the legal uh, restraints on the governance of church and state, there was a challenge for people to bring church and state together, which would go under the policies of organizations, institutions, and a lot of what we know today as, you know, big companies. And now mindfulness and meditation's in there, so there's this very fine line mm -hmm. of what, you know, how we infiltrated the system. And, you know, there is also a difference between religion and spirituality, mm -hmm. right? So we have the ability now is to self-govern and um, just looking at how far we have come as a society and you know a lot of people doubt our government but i'm i'm a hundred percent for governance whatever governance looks like right maybe a small city just maybe yourself mm -hmm. if you understand the governing laws and the governing principles of ethical moral standards personal values values based on value then you oh, I, I will get I'll just go off on a tangent but Please? when you understand this mm. then you consume that because it resonates with you you're not going to go out and consume a bunch of food that is not good because you're not in that resonant field mm -hmm. which also ripple effects out to our consumer targeted marketplaces mm. And so I became an impact advisor because I saw how marketing, my backgrounds in marketing and hospitality and product seeding and celebrities and all that stuff. But when I woke up, <laughs> it was like looking at the spiral going, oh, okay, so that's how it all works. Mm. <laughs> I really do want to get into the, um, the, kind of difference in your mind between religion and spirituality. But before that, I think it would be really helpful for the listeners to talk about or to share for you to share what waking up for you looks like, you know, you shared with me that you were in a terrible car accident 
I stalked you a little bit and, and learned that you were the CEO of a major company. And in the timeline, um, was it a journey of waking up? Was it like a like spontaneous, oh my gosh, what was that like for you? So a uh, short personal story. I was in a tumultuous re- relationship for too long. And that brought a lot of pain and suffering. And just when I was raised as a Christian, so I, I knew to like call for help would call for help. And I was just like, you know, I'm like, after an argument, went outside, looked up to the sun and said, God, whose life is this? Mm. I want to bask in your beauty. I want to bask in your light. I want to have a braid in my hair and spin and twirl in a white dress under the sun. You know, all this stuff, right? I'm just asking for this shift. And I remember there was a book from the Bodhi tree that I got in Los Angeles, California, and I hadn't even opened it. All I did was look at this book and between that particular vibrational request, right? Asking it is given. I looked at it. I never really finished it. And in one month, um, I was with that person who was in the relationship with me, went to Vegas to produce a Black Crows that's a, a band for the 90s or early 2000s. and we got into a taxi cab and the taxi cab driver was drunk and on drugs and we had gotten T-boned. And at that point, I was rushed to the hospital and the person who was with me was separated in the hospital. That was our first separation. So imagine my request, I didn't know we'd be in a car accident, that I had quadruple concussion, speech impediment, was basically in a coma for three days, separated in this hospital and that was the way that the divine disorganized that connection. Mm. And luckily both of us made it through, we're really good friends now, but we were caught in some story that was based on our parents and everything else, right? And what I know my life is meant to be was then downloaded to me. Mm. And what I mean by download is when I woke up from that coma, I did not wanna be here. I was angry at spirit. I was like, why am I here? I thought I was gone. And it took me about three years of recovery and lots of painkillers and lots of like going against the system. But in the third year, I remember this surgeon said, I'm going to have to go into replace your disc. This isn't something you want to do at this early age on. And I remember just having studied water is life. This piece of my neck is being um, fused on its own and I'm taking my scans and I'm running (laughs) out of this office and I started exercising again and I just got into a mindset and I started doing my chants. At that time it was prayer for me and in bathing myself in boiling hot water, imagining my water be the the baptism, right? Because I had that religious mindset. But I remember one time I went into the water, it was so hot. And I just, I was so over it. And then all of a sudden, this, this sound went through me. It was like more, I was just breathing. And then a sound came through me and I freaked out and I was like, what? And then I heard a voice and the voice said, it's okay. We're here to help you. And I, you know, at that moment, I, I, I was like looking around, I had no idea. And in that moment, I was, I'm pretty, I'm a, I'm a dare angel. I'm like, well, let's try that again. <laughs> so I closed my eyes, went in, 
scan my body. I teach my clients how to scan their body to see what energies are in the space. And then, and I let the sound this time, it sounded like the didgeridoo. And I was like, oh, that's what those monks do, right? You know, I had no knowledge at that time. And I just allowed it to run through and run through. I probably stayed in there for a good hour and chanting with the sound. And then I got out. And when I got out, I was just so curious about this, of course, you know, search engine, <laughs> start Googling it. <laughs> and then there's many stories like um, laying in the bed, feeling tapping on my leg and having them turn my, you know, having them show me the, the light switch saying, it's okay, we're rewiring you. You know, so I'm hearing this and I'm acknowledging that this isn't me, this is something different. Mm-hmm. And of course, there were scary moments where I'm like, there's a ghost in here, you know. Uh, but then Spiro was very gently reminding me that I had asked for this for so long. And so there was a safety and security that when I connected at that level, that I'm good. I'm, I'm here to serve. And noth- nothing's going to get me away from that. So I've been on mm. that mission since. Wow. So as you begin to heal and trust <clears throat> that you're being guided, you're being supported, at what point did you feel better uh, able to trust the path and actually move like it's like you kind of were describing getting onto this new path and onto this new route that you had asked for of really, you know, a lot of us will say remembering who you really are. And how, what was it like to trust that path and keep walking? Because a lot of the listeners, um, and you kind of channeled this last night, are seekers. They're seeking information and they're looking for um, guidance on how to trust within themselves as they're discerning that new path. What was that like? What was the first thing you did? Well, a lot of what I teach is I teach stillness from the perspective of acknowledgement and noticing what is actually in the current moment. Mm. So when we breathe, it's not only that we're nourishing the cells so that we can have more awareness because cognitively our brain will allow us to see different things when we are still and hear different things when we are still. If you've ever taken a meditation um, practice or transcendental, you learn sounds can actually be activated by your emotions around you. I can hear a car screech in my house when things are chaotic in my house, not just by coincidence. Like I, I pay attention to these very minute things as an intuitive. So for me, as I began to wake up, it was a journey, right? So it didn't happen overnight. Uh, Three years into me doing self-discovery and going out and rebuilding my muscles, I would just speak like somebody was listening. I would speak. I'm, you know, use me in all the best directions, best to serve the greatest purpose on the planet. How can I support all those that need help? You know, I just had these mantras as I was exercising. And um, then people would come into my world. And this is also for the listener. When people come into your world and it's new and you don't understand who they are, listen. And they're going to answer questions that you asked maybe six months ago, a year ago. And showing up today and you're like, wow, that person was a a prayer request, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So you you do these incremental check-ins. I like to meditate every single day. I like to get into my space, scan the room, scan the outer rooms, scan the 
the city. Like I'm doing this level of intersection and inflection. Um, this helps you pick up on what I refer to as the channels. And I guess we can get more into the practice, but that's it. It's an everyday thing of tuning in and turning on. Tuning in is being open. Turning on is taking action. Mm. Beautifully said. It's um, speaking to the right people at the right time. You know, the listeners have gone through a year of a season where we talked about stillness. And I think having someone on like yourself who can say, yeah, validate that (laughs) stillness is where it's at. It is how we begin this process and the modalities may differ, could be breath work, could be transcendental meditation, could be journaling, but taking a moment to get still and get out of that fight or flight or reactive level of consciousness, it's going to be helpful to understand who you really are and tune in. I know for some of the listeners, it's scary. It's scary to get still and um, that's a, a big part of it, but sometimes the motivation to what's on the other side is, is helpful for people. Um, as far as intuition goes, I would love to ask for your perspective on intuition, um, maybe specifically in how it's guided your career, because intuition has very much been a topic we've been diving into. And um, after leaving this corporate tra- trajectory that you were on, um, that you had very well mastered, what was it like to listen to that voice as it pertained to your career? Hmm. So I'll give you some guidance that came through as you were just speaking a second ago for the listener, listeners. We are in a time of solace right now. That is from the voice. We are in a time of great solace right now, which means a great reckoning. And so when we reckon with ourselves and our shadow, we're able to purge that out into the atmosphere and get really clear on why we're here. So I wanted to just encapsulate that from the last portion of what you were saying. Thank because you. we you're welcome. This is this is this is powerful work I channel every morning on what is to come and I'm very cautious about who I share it with. So please receive that. All right, so sharpening our edge, being intuitive. If you're an executive, if you're a small business owner and your business was just shut down, how much is it going to take for you to realize that we need to step in? How much is it gonna take? And who's gonna show you? You are, not the government, not your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, you because you are the creator of this new natural design. Mm. It's either that, and I I don't wanna get really dark, but, or death. I mean, that is where we're at. And it's that fine of a line. Because chaos is the system that has been being torn down for a long time. And free will allows you to step into your power. Or you get caught in the cycle and then you're taking pills and then you're drinking and then you're going to sleep and you're wrestling through all this chaos and eventually you're going to see it. It's going to be so bad for you and those around you. So it's just Mm. time. (laughs) Yeah, the sovereignty, I think, 
is uh, the word sovereignty is being, uh, it's just showing up everywhere in my world. And as I coach people and I look at the, the challenges they bring forward, a lot of it has to do with taking ownership. Like you said, it's not going to be the government or your parents who say, okay, now here's what we do. Here's step one, two, and three. You know, it's a lot of understanding and discerning what steps are best um, for you and uh, trusting that the word trust is, is so strong. Um, and one of, one of the things that you and I talked about, and I know if any listener pulls you up right now on Instagram, they're going to see wealth mastery all over your page. Um, and is, is speaking to wealth, money, and you mentioned shadow earlier. We've been talking a lot about your money shadow on this podcast. And so I'd love for you to maybe start with something you said um, yesterday, which was um, feeling your way into it. And what does that mean? How do we start understanding, um, in your words, what is wealth mastery? And, and I would love for you to just, yeah, kick us off with wealth mastery. So many, many gurus, many Tony Robbins and Mel Robinson and, and all these, you know, very well-knowns have done wealth mastery. When I was given wealth mastery, it wasn't because that was a thing. I, I view wealth absolutely different from the place of a full spectrum of areas, whether it be your relationship, your health and fitness, your financial well-being, your overall perspective of the wheel, right? A spoke on a wheel, is it, is it being taken care of? And so mastering your inner wealth is the subtext to wealth mastery. Mastering your inner wealth is when you really deep dive into what, who you are, right? Who you truly are, into how you feel about yourself right now in the current moment, not how you felt yesterday, not how you feel tomorrow. <laughs> and per subject so who you are with money how you feel about money in your current money situation what you do with money when you are in that that energy how you communicate how you give back so i'm doing this on the body because i look at every chakra as a part of the vibrational field per subject mm. so Beautiful. Physical, emotional, willpower, chakras one, two, and three, if you move up. Mm -hmm. Chakra four, the heart, which is community, the expansion mm -hmm. of life force energy. Speaking things into right action. How do you talk about money? What are you asking? What questions are you asking? How do you visualize the future with you in that particular mindset? Mm. And how do you surrender it, ultimately? Because letting go of the story is the biggest power of creation. Yeah. It is called divine guidance. Yeah. What do you say to people who are struggling um, with what people would call poverty consciousness? Is it starting with those check-ins on each level? Is it understanding their story first? Obviously, both are levels of awareness. Um, but anything that they can do if they are aware to a degree and they want to continue diving deeper into their inner mastery. Hmm. I'm just going to be very intense about it. Please. Right? 
you have to do the work. Yes. <laughs> you can't be like, I'm going to go with the flow today. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or, or, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't outreach to any clients. Well, of course you're not going to have money in your bank account. Yeah. <laughs> or you didn't set up a system. You didn't open your mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are just so many incongruencies with mm-hmm. wealth consciousness. It's like, okay, yes, we are spiritualist and we're operating and now we're high vibe and all that's good. But you have to drill down into the modern day science, which is a spoke on a wheel. How does it work and how do you expand work? I'm a scale program. I'm going to show you how to scale your business, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know where to go, I'm going to help you gain clarity. If you are stuck in a pattern that says, I'm not enough, I'm gonna help you have more worthiness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, asking for help, I don't care if you have zero money in your bank account. This, I work with high level entrepreneurs, so a lot of my clients are high net worth, but I'm so empathic towards this community because it's so, I won't say it's easy, but it's so available to us. Mm-hmm. The um. I was just thinking of that. I watched one of your 20 minute Instagram and Facebook lives today on your page. And I was like, I feel like I should have paid her for this <laughs> because it was like, we're, um, we're chanting, you're teaching, you're holding up a diagram of the brain and educating. And it's like, these tools are accessible to all of us. Um, and it's just, um, I just appreciate you being so candid because it's um, what I run into a lot, and I'm sure you, you see it too, is because of the trendiness around manifestation and, um, you know, achieve your goals and whatever's out there with like, do this, do, 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 do to achieve. Um, I think a lot of times if people feel stuck is because they jump ahead to the steps because the steps are attractive before they have the awakening and are in the alignment that you walked us through in your journey um, before. So this is going to sound like a weird question, but here we are. Uh, Do you have any ways that people could check in on if they're in alignment or if something is in alignment for them? Oh, goodness. There's, There's many ways, right? First, you have to say, what is my highest joy? Mm. What is my highest joy? When everything gets discombobulated and you're like, what's my brand? What's my brand colors? What is my message? Oh my goodness, how do I scale my business? You know, I, I, I work with so many coaches and I am one, so I understand my own personal conflicts and also my clients' conflicts, right? We are our best teachers because we are a testimony to our own problems. Yeah, um, <laughs> projectors. Exactly. Just what is your highest joy? And it may change tomorrow, that's okay. What is it today? My highest joy is singing and dancing. So the first video I want to create is about singing and dancing in the inner child, right? And then I can narrow that down into a content piece that then says that's going to gift. I can give that for free because it's just something that's helping me, Mm -hmm. right? And ultimately, you take all that. I'm giving some steps here. We're we're taking all that and then you can put that into a product or a service. Mm But what are the steps to really finding yourself is what is your highest joy? It may be mm-hmm. cooking cookies today and finding 30 minutes to sit down on the steps with your child mm-hmm. and talking about the cookies and how they make you feel mm. right? or drinking water and like just talking to the water, all, you know, like abundantly. Oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you. Your life, you know, mm. 
or just hugging someone that you haven't hugged. Mm-hmm. I think the simplicity of it is really helpful for people to hear because we're bombarded with a million ways uh, to understand ourselves or know if we're doing it right, so to speak. Uh, So I appreciate you sharing that. And also just going back to who you're being and being present in that moment. Um, And you did mention um, you work with a lot of coaches. Um, We know that you work with um, high impact investors as well. One of the things um, before we go into the impact investing with coaches. So we talked about this offline a little bit, but this dichotomy between people who are scared, fearful, fearful, or feeling unworthy of charging really money at all. So they're just kind of like, oh, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, Or the people who are charging really, really high amounts of money for um, their their coaching service. Um, How do you talk your clients through that? I get this question all the time. And then for the people who aren't entrepreneurial at the moment, who aren't coaches per se, but are maybe thinking about asking for a raise or feeling stifled by a cap on their salary at work, how do you navigate that conversation um, and help people empower themselves there? Mm-hmm. Whenever you're producing anything, you want to know what the budget is, right? So you, as a coach or as a, a producer, you know the quality of your work, you know your expertise. So you're already starting at a certain level, right? So if you're a new coach and you're like charging $25,000 for a program, and you haven't quite exercised that and tested the market, tweaked the market, know the market to, to brand reach, market to message reach, you may want to start in the middle somewhere, right? Because I see a lot of new, newer talent out there. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I'm excited to meet and, and explore with you. And there are measurements of success that allows you to charge a certain rate, right? So. Let's say um, if you're spending a lot of money on your high quality production, you want to factor that into your budget. You also want to factor that into your sales points, right? So tech, very tactical. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're doing everything in your home studio and you're just kind of figuring it out, you want to beta test, right? You want to have some new people come in, give you some testimonials. They're actually coming in to support you. So you give that away for a very low cost or free, right? Because mm-hmm. they're 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 helping you eventually market your product, mm-hmm. and then um, you know that's low low range. Now you can test it. You can kind of build your audience from that, and then if you're if you're doing everything for free, not everything, but you're rarely charging your rate at $22 for a session. I, I give Monday mantras for free because it keeps the algorithms going. I also really enjoy seeing who shows up. Yeah. Right? The game is changing constantly. 15 pieces of content out there. You want to be all over the place, but you really need to know who you're talking to. I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes. And so you have to go, you have to kind of test the market. So in the beginning, if you aren't charging, I would suggest sitting down with somebody who can help you have more confidence in what it is you're doing, and then evaluate your systems to look at who your audience is. Because mm-hmm. if, like with Wealth Mastery, that product itself is geared towards spiritualists who have a challenge charging for their service. Mm. And these are old programs. 
right? Old, old religious programs. Yeah. You shouldn't charge for being intuitive or whatever it is. Now, when you get to the actual mastery part of it, you realize there are systems and that's the audience who can work for you. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought in 11 experts in their fields. That's why I can charge right now. That's being at $3,333, but I'll offer it at $333 on the preview of preview. Mm. Right. And after a certain amount of time, because I want to make sure that it's matching the market for the consumer. Yeah. And these are tactics in marketing. But I mean, if you're if we're really talking about. I'm not worthy and I don't know how to ask for my money. I would say, suggest right now you are needed more than ever. Now sit with somebody who can mentor you, get into a group where you can talk about this and let's help you so you can help others. Mm. Absolutely. Especially if you have a gift, especially if you have a gift. Mm. Thank you for that. And as far as um, the spiritual side of marketing or frequency, do you believe and, or have you had any experiences with just getting really clear spiritually, maybe a message you channeled, a program you channeled that, I don't want to say marketed itself, but kind of, um, you know, you read stories about people who uh, meditate their clients in and, and send one email and the program's full, that sort of a thing. Have you had any experiences like that? Oh my goodness. Thank you. Yes. With Millionaire Brain Yoga, which was a a program I created about five years ago and it's six steps to activate the millionaire portion of your brain. And it, it is all about moving the neurons and going into the place of possibility versus the logical brain. You said I had my brain yes. and I went the diagram. I, I love when I go, let me go get my brain. Yeah. I love I love this brain of ours, right? Because, wow, it's really transmitting energy. And as an energy worker, when you can explain it, mm. now I can also tell you there is the unexplainable. Mm. And so you asked me a very specific question, right? People use this word manifestation. I use materialization. Oh, I love that showing up in the reality oh yes and it's also your perception of understanding when it shows up Mm. so i said to my beloved the other day i was like whatever happened to those card flippers those you know like those dancing flipper signs on the side of the road we could probably use those right now because everybody needs to see that you know office uh, offers and i hadn't seen any and all of a sudden i started seeing them and I was like, I'm like ah. tapping. I was like, look, look. <laughs> and, you know, like little things like that, not, hey, I, I'm manifesting a car. But this, the incremental shifts in perception of reality help you attune to that thing in which you have requested. So small things along the way that get you to notice the bigger things. Mm. A story. I use a wealth building mantra called Shreem Brazi, which is the, the video you watched recently mm-hmm. on wealth building. Shreem Brazi is the one mantra I use for millionaire brain yoga, taught to me by Dr. Pillai, also millionaire yoga. So he's a great mentor of mine. Taught inside the brain, you activate the pineal gland, and from the pineal gland, which is the third eye, right here in the frontal cortex, 
you bring your awareness to the frontal cortex, you move it in here, you're using a sound, and it's Shreem Brzee happens to be one that tickles, I say tickles, all the baby neurons in the center unit of the brain, keeping it short. When you get the center unit of the brain, it goes out around the larger brain called the neocortex, the new brain. The center unit I refer to as a god brain. Anything can happen there. It's a millionaire brain, a billionaire brain. Mm-hmm. There are steps to it, and there are also responsibilities to using these sounds. I found out when you use these levels of sounds, you have to understand things will change around you. Your perceptions will either speed up or they'll cut things off that were not meant to be in your life any longer based on your request and your current vibrational field, the way that Mm. you are being. So when you use mantras, know that you're creating a field that's going to collapse old fields around you. I hope that's not too in-depth for your audience. No, not at all. Um, Some of the books that I've been reading, I bring up everything I'm studying, and I'm so fascinated by this right now that um, it's right right on track, of course, um, which is why you're here today and all of the things. which I love. Um, so speaking to that program that you created, um, where can, you, can people access that still today? Yes, yes. millionairebrainyoga.com. Uh, there's a free PDF there, ebook. There's oh. also some checklists, uh, mostly around mindset transformation because you know a lot of this is first understanding that you have the will to do it. Uh, I wanted to share this fun story. When I used Millionaire Brain Yoga techniques, my life i ended up speaking at tedx you can see my ted talk right on the sound of ah meditation Mm. it aligned right on the same trip in um where was i in new york it aligned for las vegas a phone call came through i wanted to shoot with this really well-known photographer bob armstrong who shoots all these goddesses and then right from there i was i just kind of heard the sound hey egypt and then I went to my spiritual center with Michael Beckwith at Agape in LA, and they said, we're going to Egypt. And I didn't have the funds at that time to really allocate to that trip. $4,500 showed up in my bank account, bank account, and I, I was not gonna question it. And it was just a random thing that happened. And I ended up using that money to go to to Egypt. So there were all these, oh, and then I won a scratch off ticket <laughs> to travel where I was on this travel like mania when I was using the Shreem Brzee. Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> all within like a matter of six, seven, eight months in that period of my life. Oh my gosh. And I love that as a in true proje- projector of fashion, you can teach it and help other people understand it and um, apply it in their life. Um, I think that's really valuable and kind of, I guess, pivoting from um, chanting and um, mantras, but it's tied in. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about this idea of spirituality versus religion. Um, Because, you know, I was raised Presbyterian, never really connected to it, but always felt connected to God and prayer Uh, But I wasn't taught about chanting or anything like that. And so I'd love for you to just share a little bit about what that transition has been like for you and now what you believe spiritually. Hmm. I asked in my meditation to my higher guidance, that's what I refer to it as. I said, is it mother, father, God? 
And they said, it is not. It is all one. But I really love saying, Mother, Father, God, I'm here. I love saying that. And so, you know, I believe that comes from what I feel is my history as a Christian. You know, even I don't even know they say mother, but <laughs> I know that we go in in that way. So regardless of the concept, it, it's, it's about a feeling and an emotion that you and you, only you get to have. So if it is prayer and you're praying to Jesus Christ, so be it. Like, this is okay, right? It, whatever your rule is today, it may change tomorrow. We all have our different timing. And I believe that the path is, it's very narrow when you understand it, but it's very vast when you're in the middle of making decisions and honoring that. Um, yeah, I mean, the dogma side of it, you know, again, discernment. Part of the 11 keys that I teach in Wealth Mastery is discernment. One of the keys is discernment. You know what is right for you. You absolutely know. And you know when you're reading something and it's kind of, uh, I don't really believe that. Mm. And you can see through the lines. Sometimes the words will pop off the page and it will speak directly to you when you're tuning in. You'll be like, ah. Or you can relate that story as like a fable. Right? Oh, that's a great story. I have a book of brandy. <laughs> a living, mm. the living Bible is what I call it. We all have a living Bible. We all have living chapters. We're creating mm. it right now. So I'm going, just kind of closing that gap on religion and spirituality. It's really about you. Where are you at today? What tools are you using to get there? I happen to love crystals. I love sound bowls. Mm -hmm. I love physics. I love the science of mind, um, but I will always go towards what I know is the deeper rooted is just my heart and my service and what comes yeah. through. And is that how you feel you can bring that part of you to corporate environments and global projects? Right. So infiltrating that market is really about a conversation and language and um, you know how you're wording things in a certain way is to use the value that the, the, the offer is presenting for the people. So will mm -hmm. they have less stress? Will you see clearly? Will you be more focused? Will your numbers be able to get to a certain level? If you sharpen your edge, how to do that, right? So really in business, we're really focusing on the outcome versus the pathway there. Mm right the outcome and then and then the pathway is when you when you when you have a client who books you and then you create the program and then you give them the steps mm -hmm. i wouldn't say i would come in there with a bible message yeah. <laughs> that's not going to go over very well um, but i would say if you use stories and you put different names in those stories if that's your belief mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and um, it is about storytelling. I mean, we're all creating this book, aren't we? Mm -hmm. And when it comes to spirituality, what you believe um, or what we all believe in individually, and then how we bring that part of ourselves to business. Is that what you mean when you use the word conscious business or what does the word conscious business mean to you? 
So um, I, I became an advocate for LOHAS, which is um, an abbreviation for the organic, I can't remember it off the top of my head, it just went out, but um, it was back in the early 2000s, essentially, which was all conscious consumer products, right? I think it's living organic, yes, holistic mm. systems. <laughs> Please look it up, everyone. But LOHAS, um, to me, was the idea that we can do good by consuming good, and that became conscious consumerism for me. Yep. And then I taught conscious event planning, so we would have sustainable um, practices. It was very hard, especially in those newer days. I mean, people were spray painting things green to make it green, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I was with Coachella and AEG and all these transformational festivals, so it was a big deal there. When I look at consciousness, it's to be aware of the environment in which you are investing in. Mm. Whether it's your time, money, or energy. Time, money, or energy. Beautiful. And the consciousness is, is this good for me? And is it good for other, right? The good for self, good for planet, good for people. Three pillars. Mm -hmm. um, always living by that. Do the best that you can, because sometimes you, you know, sometimes you got to eat a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, a little hot fry, never hurt anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I can't say that that's the most conscious mm -hmm. food consumption. Yeah. And um, sorry about that. And um, when we get into that second portion, what was the second portion? So conscious consumerism into... Conscious business and, and the environment. Right. Um, yeah, it's really to set up systems that you know you can achieve that is the best for people, planet, and I refer to purpose, but the profits too, right? Beautiful. Make sure. I think there's something to be said about at least, I don't know if it's where I grew up. I don't know if I could pinpoint it on one thing, whether that was where I went to college, my community, but that aside from the grind and the corporate ladder and all of the shoulds and the boxes to check off and the ducks to have in a row, there was also this idea that there's a winner and a loser in capitalism or that you have to do this to get this. And one of the things that's just been so present for me lately is that you can really find yourself in situations that are win, win, win all around and believing that. And I'm wondering what your take is, especially with your work in the global sphere and with high impact investors who have notions like, unify humanity or, uh, you know, really like change the world, um, how you um, navigate those conversations and discern those relationships um, or even potentially help those investors understand that win-win-win is possible. Or I don't know, maybe you work with people or invite people in that already have that belief. Um, what is that like? Mm, it's really knowing your place in the conversation. Mm. And knowing your place in the conversation is if you have an impact investor and they're looking for the triple bottom line, but at the end of the results, they really have to have a, a more than a 6% profit, right, on the, their return on their investment, know who you're working with. You have, that, you have that authority to sit and have that conversation to see how true their nature is. Every time we do business, it isn't doing a business B2B, second person, third person, fourth person. It's actually, who are you doing business with? Really understand the quality of their 
their network, their network and their net worth, and if they're really being true to that core. I can tell you all day long, BlackRock and that whole pipeline, you know, they have a lot of writing on their website about doing social change and social good. But in the beginning, they were not showing up the way that they could have. If you know anything about BlackRock Industries now, but that's in phase one. But phase two, they really, you know, they're being held accountable by the people over here in the green, green, green living and green section. So, and social impact. But it took them a little time to get there. So we have to be patient. Mm. Know who you're working with, be patient. And, you know, be able to have small wins along the way. When, when we look at what impact really means is we're really changing things. That's what impact really is like, but it's also leveling up. It's not just degradation and you're not doing good. You should be doing good. It's about rising up to the conversation and accepting, okay, it's going to take about this long and having that clear alignment with your potential investors. Um, now businesses, not everybody understands this, but corporate social responsibility, uh, has been underplayed for a long time for a reason. We just don't get the certain financial responders and the tax cuts that we should have. So it's almost like a, the stepchild, right? Hopefully stepchildren are being more taken care of, but yeah, <laughs> these days, oh. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's so funny. Um, then over here is to allow, allow everyone to work together as the culture and to build together. We all have to kind of step into responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. Then as an influencer and a builder of good products, know your business plan, know how much you're asking for and be able to measure that in a real way. I've worked on many projects where there's no funding and everybody is resource-based economy. Let's go because it's a great idea and no one's getting fed. And, you know, it's great to have a lot of influence, but we have to make sure that our business makes sense. Not to say don't do it, it'll mm -hmm. be a fun hobby for you, but we should also know that it's sustainable financially for all parties. Mm. How did you find yourself in these types of conversations and pivot your career as someone who is intuitive who is spiritually gifted and um, I would say as someone who has their hands in so many things, was there ever a point where, because we talk about imposter syndrome a lot on this uh, show, was there ever a point where you had that? And, and how did you um, find your way into such big global level conversations? Um, how did you work through that? Still and level working. up there. I was, I was still working through it. <laughs> Let's humanize it, right? Let's really mm -hmm. humanize it. Uh, you know, if it were all perfect, we still, we wouldn't be doing it. We'd mm -hmm. just be imperfect. Um, you know, I chose to work with executives because I saw how often the companies can change. And from the companies, they then have their matriculation or their feed down loop, right? Their, their feed down loop. And then from there, give power to the people. And I just saw if I work with the executives, to know who they are spiritually, intuitively, and self-aware, they'll make better decisions and mm -hmm. they'll stand in. And I meet with my clients once a week, sometimes more, especially when it comes to projects. 
and you have your board saying we need to make this much money and that person's like yeah but we don't want to frack or yeah but that's gonna take down that community and that community housing and where are we gonna put the people like these are big deals or the energy company that you know in 10 15 years from now will save us so much in pollution and carbon but we have to de-house people who are in um, HUD projects right now. Mm. You know, so to work with that individual to to see the big picture and, you know, hope that spirit is guiding them more and more when I'm working with them because I'm opening up channels, not only in their brain and in their body, but to the collective need of the future. Mm-hmm. that's my ideal client that's who I want to work with every day the greatest number with the greatest impact with the smallest amount of effort <laughs> mm. beautiful do you feel do you find resistance from clients and if so where do you feel resistance from them that's a great question wow sure I was um if I said I'm an in well, I do say I'm an intuitive guide to executives to help them further their projects. But can you imagine if the project didn't go as planned because they took my advice? Mm. So this gets into the meta consciousness and discernment was, and yeah. soul responsibility. Yeah. For you and for them too. For both of us, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And that requires me to have my body clean. And, you know, I'm, I'm still like, I'm a young thing. You know, I like to have a glass yeah. of wine. I like to, you know, go out with the rest of them. But in service, there is a healthy balance to what I do in my body temple and how I use language and coding the listener, how I'm using mantras to access key points of their neurons and their neurology, tapping into their organs through sound, because I hear the voice when they ask questions, I'm able to go into the organs, see where it might be holding some stuff. Mm. Then the energy portion of that work, then we have those questions answered. What should I do with X, Y, and Z? Well, first mm. we're doing the deeper inner work mm. and the energy clearings. Yeah, it's a process and it's so good. I love it. They love it. <laughs> I can tell. And I, I as a, a projector, I feel the same way. And I think what you're highlighting for people is um, the importance of a guide, not from having a guru to disempower you or tell you what to do, but to help you get in your body and understand yourself because as we talked about earlier doing the work is hard and for some people it's accountability that they need for some people it's the tools the techniques the, the chance all of the things that you provide uh which is um just i think so helpful for people to hear and understand that hiring an intuitive um or meeting with a psychic even doesn't mean um, that you should expect to just get answers but to be guided to find your own uh, I think that's a bit of a misconception uh, for a lot of people newer to that word, uh, mm. intuitive. Um, but I'm wondering now, what are you most focused on in your work? 
Yeah, so mo- most is transformational speaking uh, as much as possible um, and getting out there on many podcasts as possible and, and writing articles and Forbes and Inc. and talking about the technologies that are emerging right now for the market to change and working with those executives in those companies so that we can write those articles together in order to have a shift in journalism and the consumer Mm. the consumer be out there as ambassadors and influencers of great change Mm. really powerful if you could um maybe i know we talked about the wealth mastery codes that you've been working on and i'm wondering if i don't know if you could tune in to a specific code that would be most helpful for the listeners um, at this point in their journey. Right. <laughs> so that's too much yes. of an app. Yeah, I, I love that you're asking this. So I'm, I'm gonna do what I do when I start to channel and I just go within. And so I hear that they want to be seeing the signs And in the signs that they're walking on a path and the listeners get to walk on this path of their own journey. Their unique codex, which is the ancestors and the ancestors speaking through them is coming out in creativity. So you asked me about the key codes and the 11 keys and uh, one of them is the imagination Mm. and so be able to be imaginative and give yourself time to play and when you're in that state of of play your frequency your body vibration your harmony of that childlike feeling of accepting who you truly are gets to create from that space. Mm. When you do this, moving forward in this new earth, in this new economy, you propose your ideas from that resonance, whatever it is, whatever. When I say propose ideas, you could just be talking to your mom one day. Mm. That could be a proposal. Because when you have that resonance, you're feeding that into the other person, place, or thing. Mm. And that's how we up-level, we use those terms, that's how we up-level consciousness in the current state that we're in. Beautiful. Thank you for that. I think it's so, um, it's just perfect because this podcast originated from a place of my own ego, right? And and um, grinding and hustle and accomplishing things. And as we've, as I've guided my own shift out of that and shared, I think that's sort of the point is to be out of scarcity and to be into a place where you can play and have fun and and imagine. So thank you so much for um, sharing that. And I guess um, just to sort of wrap up, um, where can people find you and anything that you are working on that you would love to share about? Absolutely. So you can find me as Brandy Vale, B-R-E-N-D-I-V-E-I-L, pretty much anywhere. (laughs) That is my handle. Facebook, um, I do go under Brandy Vale, Mindful Mentor. I have open groups. They're private right now. Just be, just request to be a part of them. Wealth Mastery on Facebook and also Millionaire Brain Yoga. 
and my mindful mentor group all of them on facebook for right now that might be changing we i'm loving clubhouse (laughs) and i and i'm just looking into parlor as well um you know telegram is another place people are talking about if you're just getting hip to all this new newer uh, technology um yeah that's oh linkedin if you're a professional seeking advice and want to go to the next level on intuitive coaching go to linkedin and and let's start having conversation awesome thank you so much for being here and sharing so much of your story and your wisdom and even channeling for us it really means a lot Yes. Oh, I love you. I wanted to say this before I met you. I heard your other show with Richard and you had you were you were almost like a 15 year old girl going and going. You guys together, your energy was so, um, um, you know, awesome. And ecstatic. Yeah, it was so great. And so at first I, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be the energy today. And then I realized you're in this beautiful, humble state right now. And this mom, mother, be motherly uh, essence. And I just want to say congratulations to you and have oh, the audience you. here. You're, you're doing a great deed for this planet by being in the Thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, and I will receive that because it's, it's to the point where I'm, I'm so present to my belly that um, it, it grounds me a lot. So mompreneurs out there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for being here.